0: This beautiful autumn has been a good time for us to center and ground our energy. An ancient sage said, Material things which we amass for a hundred years will crumble into dust in one morning, but cultivating our minds for a week will last as a treasure for a thousand years. I love to lead retreats. In a meditation retreat, a group of people come together with focused intentions and commitment. Through the community practice in retreat, we all aspire to experience the genuine realm of a consummate quiescence. As facilitator, I get to support others in nurturing their pristine, fundamental human spirit. This is fascinating to me and also a great honor. The lengths of retreats vary. Some people say that our Sunday practice gathering is like a mini retreat. Do you feel that way? (laughs) The recent retreat I led at the One Dharma Center in New York spanned eight days and seven nights. To create the most beneficial retreat experience, I gather and analyze feedback from previous retreats. After formulating a draft program, I consult with other retreat staff Together we revise and finalize the itinerary. The retreat programs at One Dharma Center was especially rich with a variety of activities, thanks to the loving support and participation of six other reverend Kyomunims, not to mention healthy and fabulous food. One of the retreat programs I especially enjoy is having one-on-one interviews with individual retreatants. These allow me to offer undivided attention to the person right in front of me. I listen deeply and think of every aspect of what will be the most beneficial for the person's practice. Based on these interviews, I reshaped the flow of the day or revised the content of the retreat. This process requires great focus, so a retreat can be an intensive week for me. Yet, I can experience delight and joy because in a long retreat like this, so much is possible. The experience I appreciate the most is the deep silence of our sitting together, next to each other. This does not mean I believe that everyone is in deep samadhi. (laughs) (laughs) But over time, I can sense the wavelength of each person becomes more settled, settled, and peaceful. Through meditation, noble silence and contemplation, each participant goes into a deeper understanding of themselves. When these experiences are shared through journaling and one-minute dharma exchanges, that is indeed powerful. As each retreat unfolds, I get to witness our dear Dharma friends' growing awareness of mind and body, with the appreciation of a connection and solitude, with the flashes of insight, with the possibility and reality of change, and with the joy and mystery of waking to greater awareness and a renewed sense of love and gratitude. Sometimes, though, Retreat journeys come with resistance, irritation, or discomfort. When I notice these emerging from a retreatant, my heart goes out, and I hold that person in my silent prayers. A famous orchestral conductor once said that to lead an orchestra well, a conductor must have a deep understanding Of the composer's intent and a thorough knowledge of the musical score. Equally important, he said, was a deep appreciation and connection with each member of the orchestra and with each contributing instrument. His reflections suggest that a symphony can only be as good as each of its components and that to facilitate the best results, a conductor needs to listen well. Through the process of listening, hearing, conducting, and sharing, authentic music comes to life. As a retreat guide, I aspire to be like a good orchestral conductor never imposing my understanding of the dharma, the score, on retreat participants. Instead, I hope to facilitate their own discovery of the score in connection with others. I saw this happen in front of my eyes as the recent retreat participants in New York naturally allowed and created more and more space between notes, more and more silences, and more room for contemplation. During a retreat, all my attention simultaneously goes not only to group dynamics, but also to every single individual. Since the retreats are usually held in noble silence, I have only limited verbal communications with those attending. This is why I keenly observe the energy level, the focused level, the sitting and walking postures, and the facial expressions of the retreatants. As I do this work, I sometimes feel like a nurturing mother and sometimes more like a stern drill sergeant. <laughs> it can be challenging to find a middle way between these two roles. As a retreat teacher, the hardest part is not holding onto my own expectations, even though at the beginning of every retreat, I tell everybody to let go of expectations. <laughs> For example, I always hope and expect that everyone will follow my guidance. I hope and expect that every retreat participant will show up at the group sessions rather than wandering off on their own. I hear my inner voice, people, this is not a self-retreat. Because each session of the retreat builds on previous sessions, when a person misses a session, there can be a gap in their retreat journey. This is why I hope that everyone on our retreat will be on the same page so we can rise together to the next step of practice. But I know 100% participation is an unrealistic expectation because each retreatant travels at their own pace. At the One Dharma Center retreat last week, I was happily surprised that pretty much everyone fully participated every day for the entire week. So I'm deeply grateful to them for their dedication and perseverance. My retreat koan is how to skillfully keep the entire retreat orchestra true to the score. Ultimately, there is no retreat conductor. There are no retreatants, no teacher, no students. We are simply practitioners on this path. As we ended our retreat in New York, we found ourselves harmonizing with ourselves and with each other in beautiful, marvelous, surprising ways. I think most of us felt that we ended the retreat on the same note, all one. We bowed to one another, and together and individually, we held and shared the silence. Then we danced the hokey pokey. (laughs) We packed up and re-entered The grand retreat center of the broader world. The end. (laughs) The beginning.